and welcome to the More Than Moves podcast, where we explore all the different things that we can do together as an elders quorum beyond helping people move. I'm here with Will Pritchett, and just really excited to talk to him and get to know him a little bit better. And uh, so, Will, you were telling me before we got going here that within your family, you guys move people at a little bit of a different pace, or at least your dad does. So maybe tell us a little bit about that. He loves to move people. Whether they're coming in the ward, out of the ward, within the ward, it's one of his favorite activities. Uh, so much so that his exercise class now at the Y also moves people within the exercise class. And he said that the only difference is they work a little faster. Everyone's trying to run up and down the stairs and compete um, and get their workout in, but loves the tradition and loves to continue to spread it. Love that. You know, so basically like moving CrossFit, you know, and so we should apply that a little bit within our quorum it might uh you know speed up and and make our any future moves a lot more interesting he doesn't say they're any more fun it's just that people have different intentions when they come to an exercise class than maybe other quorum where we love to socialize and love to get to know each other as we move boxes uh, i think that's great and and will just help us to get to know you a little bit better not because not everyone in our quorum probably knows you at this point yeah, um, I grew up here in the Bay Area, going to church at the Interstate Center, just next to the Oakland Temple. My wife and I, we met back east going to school, and we've got three kids. One will almost turn five next month, a three-year-old and a one-year-old. We've been in the South Bay Peninsula area, living around here for about seven years now. And currently I work as a mechanical design engineer. With multiple young kids at home and, you know, uh, working a full-time job and everything, you probably don't have a whole lot of time for hobbies. You know, it's kind of common theme in some of the interviews that I've done up until this point. But when you do have a bit of time uh, to yourself, what kinds of activities do you enjoy doing? Yeah, I would say, uh, number one, I actually really love incorporating my kids into my own hobbies or my kids' learning and growing I love doing projects with them around the house. Um, I had a really awesome opportunity as a teenager exiting high school to learn to be a pilot and fly planes around the Oakland airport. And just before the pandemic happened, just when the church was introducing this program of um, developing goals and different categories, I said, I'm not a kid, I'm not a teenager, but I'm going to do it for myself and, and pick the goal of an intellectual social goal to go get back into flying airplanes, become a pilot again, and do it with my family. So we had a lot of fun in the pandemic years, packing two little kids into a four-seater airplane. We had no idea how it was gonna be. Prepared for the worst. Uh, the youngest was crying and screaming the first time we um, went to go start the plane. And then as soon as we started the engine, complete silence, fell right asleep, and they have a blast with it. Um, and it's been a really fun learning experience for Lori and I again incorporating our kids and things that obviously make it more difficult, but into things that are so fun to do. And I found so much meaning doing it with my family. I really enjoy spending time with my family and with my kids. And where, where did you fly? Like how far were you going or what kinds of destinations or did you just kind of go up and in a circle and then back down? How did that all work? We do a lot of that. We do flying up just around the Bay, looking at the Golden Gate Bridge. We fly down to Monterey or to Santa Barbara. We're going to go down to LA and visit my sister later on this year. And it's a lot driven by how long do people want to stay in an airplane. For our kids, that's about two, two and a half hours, um, which can get us down to LA. 
And do you have to rent a plane or do you have like a timeshare? How does that all work? Oh, yeah. I mean, I wish I owned a plane. Everyone's got to have dreams. Um, but thankfully, there's clubs around the area where you can rent. It's a little bit harder than going to Hertz or Avis. It has a few more requirements, but uh, works the same way. You, you go and you get qualified. You prove that you can safely handle the airplane and then rent it by the hour. No, that's great. And, and uh, I was hearing the other day that you're involved in church basketball. So is, are the rumors true? And if so, tell us a little bit more about church basketball. I am not involved in church basketball. Oh, I'm I actually, confusing you with someone else. You must be confusing someone because the last time I played basketball with any level of coaching was third grade. And everyone seems to assume that I would enjoy basketball just like you. And I really am terrible at basketball. And uh, I love other sports. I love to run. I love to ride bikes. Um, actually, I love sports where I can talk with people. So I, um, I've actually been running with Lund, my neighbor, recently, and we took a hiatus. We hadn't run in a while and jumped back into it. And at the end of the run, realized we'd ran six miles. And I was shocked, but I was so distracted chatting that had no issues until after the fact, realizing that was a terrible idea to go from zero to six miles. But yeah, I really love sports where I can socialize. And you were mentioning earlier that you're a mechanical engineer. And uh, so where did you go to school? I went to school at MIT. Okay. Same as you. Yeah. Fun fact for people who are listening. So Will and I went to the same school and we were in the same fraternity at MIT, which is kind of a crazy, you know, kind of coincidence. Totally crazy. And what drew you to mechanical engineering? What got you interested in that major? You know, I, I was thinking back. Um, I've really been fascinated by energy transfer along for a long time of just looking at how we go from one form of energy to the next maybe potential to kinetic going from one direction to the next and how we as humans have continued to hone our skills to control energy well you can see it in a car how we have the ability to do incredible things that we could not do with our own bodies but have developed these machines to do this energy transfer going from potential to kinetic and then also controlling the direction. Same thing. I love airplanes. I love seeing dams. I love seeing batteries and all the different things that we've developed. And mechanical engineering was just a great way to do that. It's physical. You see it. And that's what I do a lot in work because I work in this energy transfer regime. Um, you did mention Lund just a minute ago. So for people who heard his episode uh, in this podcast, he was talking about a project that he's doing uh, here in the area around a community center and things like that, that he's trying to get off the ground. Uh, you and your wife actually have a really special project that you've been working on for a while as well. So maybe you can tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. Um, again, incorporating and doing things with our kids is just something that I love to do. Um, and so I had some time off of work when our second child was born and we took that time to go do something that was a stretch for Lori and I. We, we went to Africa and not only went to, um, to Kenya, but took a one-year-old and a two-and-a-half-year-old with us. So stretch and stretch even further. And the way we knew we would feel more comfortable is going and finding someone that we could develop a relationship with and serve. So actually, before we left, we made contact with a bishop there in Nairobi. He was the easiest person we could find their phone number. And, and just developed a relationship and 
carried that through to developing a 5013C charity here in the US and the equivalent in Kenya to bring internet and the way to communicate over the internet in a safe and effective communicate um, education method. So things like knowing how to use the internet to develop your economic capabilities, but also how to avoid the dangers and pitfalls that all of us across the world have seen people fall into. And at the same time, bringing healthcare and, and different vaccination capabilities to the community and really strengthening the communities where they are. This is a community, I mean, you have to fly two, three hours on a small plane out to Lake Victoria just to get to the community. It's not a tourist destination at all and was just a beautiful experience and that we continue to work hand in hand with them, bringing donations and um, community outreach to them. And it was, a, it was a great experience during COVID to do that again, after we'd come back to recognize their needs, recognize the food needs they had as the economy completely shut down in these rural areas outside the big cities and help them in the one month need that they had as the economy fell apart. And within this community that you've been serving, and I know in some cases, these are, these are kids, right? That you're helping serve in, in kind of a school environment. As you were interacting with them, are there any of those kids that kind of stand out in your memory or any of those interactions that you had that, you know, were particularly special for you and Lauren? I think there's three uh, kids that really stand out. The, the first was the kid who clearly had disabilities, who clearly was not on the school rolls, but fit in with the same age range as all the other children. And as um, one of the needs they had was uniforms and helping outfit the kids, we realized we were gonna bring shoes to every single child and not just our shoes, but we would just pay for local Kenyans to make the shoes, the local cobbler. And as soon as we arrived, asked the principal, is this kid on the school roll? Was he included in the children who would receive shoes? And the answer was no. And immediately we were like, okay, well, he gets a pair of shoes, right? Like, <laughs> in our society, though you have a disability, you are incorporated into the fold. And they feel that and they know that, but that wasn't explicitly written in the rules or explicitly in there. And so he was someone we had a great opportunity to get to know better, right? Limited communication skills, but to know you get a uniform and, and shoes and those things like that, which would be so normal for us. The other kids are the 12, 13, 14 year olds about to go to high school where we all, I think, I'm sure parents of teenagers know you you get to a point where the rubber meets the road and you've got to go off to the next level of education and you get scores and and there's this real test that um, it's kind of been all fun and games until the tests come uh, and to see the stress that they had because if they didn't meet the scores they wouldn't go to high school and they would never go beyond the eighth grade and how for them we could just see how similar it was to the eighth graders here but yet the opportunities they had were so different. Um, and, and how the internet and interacting that way, this way we had come to know them, was such a great opportunity. And as you think about this particular project and initiative that you have, um, what is the future held? Where do you hope to take this over time? Yeah, um, this has been an awesome project. Lori, my wife, studied architecture in school and so has developed a whole community center for them. And as we continue fundraising here in the U.S. and working with other charities, including the church, trying to develop um, economic 
capabilities within Kenya that are that expand to the global scale. We're really excited to develop their community center and develop this curriculum to help people in their locale grow and develop. Um, it was a really important issue to me after serving a mission in South America and, um, and the things I've seen, how beautiful it is outside the cities and how many developing countries have such great resources and, and a place we would all die to live. But the economic development is only centralized in that big city center. And my true hope is that through the internet, we can develop other economic centers that are more diversified and more distributed and allow communities to develop where it's the hometown. And that the real goal in a young man or woman's life is not so that I can leave my home, but instead so that my home can be a beacon and, a, and an economic center. And you mentioned that you really enjoy doing stuff with your kids and with your family. So as you look to the future with them, you know, are there certain things that as they get a little bit older that you're really hoping to, to do with them, either in terms of certain activities or certain life experiences? Yeah, I will say uh, I love to learn. So I am so excited to see what my children are interested in learning about. Um, I certainly have my own passions, but I, they're just at the age where their interests are blossoming and, and you have the initial interest that might be in the preschool age as you start to make friends and they might be a little generic interests but as they get older and older their their unique interests that they're really interested in diving into um i'm excited to learn with them uh, i i certainly see my deficiencies in my own schooling and education i certainly see the the Areas I wish I knew history better. I wish I had spent more time reading as a teen. Um, and so I'm really excited to learn and read again as they grow and get bigger. Oh, that's great. And, and, and to, with respect to world history, I'll just put in a quick plug for a podcast called Wiser World being done by Allie Roper, uh, the wife of one of our, our uh, Elders Quorum members, uh, where she's really diving into world history and um, she'll actually be here on the podcast as well. So, well, Will, this has just been, you know, a lot of fun sitting down and, and getting to know you a little bit better and, and hearing about, you know, all of these really fun things that, that you've been doing with your family. And it's great that you've been able to incorporate them in so many different ways uh, into these experiences that you're having. So really look forward to um, hearing more about this stuff as time goes on and, and uh, really just take inspiration the, from the rest of it for it to just get moving and, and to follow some of the interests that we have as well.